podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickups. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles end May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNugget. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNugget Steel. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. For the trippers, it is of course uh, the club of a Tuesday instead of a Monday because nobody could be arsed turning up after the weekend that was in it where we didn't win the league. Um, anyway, on tonight we've got um, we've actually got rotating guests at one stage, so we're going to have Steve in for a wee bit, and then he's going to be tagged out by Gareth, who's currently on the road at this moment of time. In, alongside me tonight, I've got Andy, and I've also got Ian Griffin back for his second part after his trip out to Brazil to do some scouting for the Liverpool's uh, scouts next play. season <laughs> for a young player. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course the the, the the club is brought to you in association with Redsbet and Redsbet are a betting site tailor made for Reds fans um, half a, a lot of profits go to uh, fans so no matter what the fan ends up doing there um, remember to check out the app at redsbet.com and gamble responsibly um, there's something about the glory as well which I can't remember because I share the glory share the glory and gamble responsibly that's the one that's the best way to do it. Anyway, um, right, on tonight we're going to be discussing the fallout from the season that's been where we were nearly men. Um, and we're looking ahead to the Champions League final on June the 1st as well. And we're just going to be having a quick talk about transfers because it is almost transfer window time, which is really important. Like, it's more important than anything else in the world is, is transfer window talk. It's my favourite part of the season because there's no football involved and we can just imagine how good these players are going to be. Um, or, or not, depending on who we sign. Right, so Andy, um, the first thing up tonight I want to talk about is the fallout from the season that's just been. Uh, people have a lot of opinions on this, uh, no more so than myself, but I think I know where you lie in this one, but I want to get your opinion and your reasons behind it, right? Mm. Was this season... And I'm parking the Champions League final because yeah. I think it's a, it's, it's a good part of the debate to have later on, right? So was this season, in doing what we did, a success or a failure, in your opinion? Okay, well, certainly not a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, success is measured with trophies. So, yeah, you want to park the Champions League for a minute, but yeah. that it, the season being a success is all dependent on winning a trophy, winning the Champions League at this stage. So it's going to be somewhere in between. I would describe it as 
um, vast progress. It's we're a hell of a lot better than we were last season. We're heading towards where we want to be, and we've been extremely unlucky not to win the league. Mm. So, to answer your question, we'll know we'll know in a few weeks' time whether it's been a success. But in but your opinion, has that was that league campaign a success? No, no, you can't. You can't say you can't. Say, well, in my definition of success, it's not because in football, success is measured with, with trophy. trophies. Okay, um, so but it's a failure. No, then what was just it? because it's in between. It's in between. It's progress. It's progress. Yeah. Okay. I did say at the start of the season in the this was the chapter club or in fact whichever one was on stage with the Anfield rap when they were asked what the predictions for the league was I said I felt that we could finish runners up to City that we just wouldn't be able to pay them at the end so I was proven right Ian was it a success or was it a failure can I just ask anybody here what do, we, into the mic there. You have to what do we think a success is well this is what I've just asked that was the exact no, question exactly. I just asked you what do we define think? Well, by my, I'd say, I'd say so, like, by my definition so like if, we, if we say right we're here a year ago 97 points why, what do we think success is? Like we, we we City spent a lot more money than we did. Yeah. If we look if we look at City's bench, they have whatever. Like De Bruyne was injured. They have Sané, Gabriel Jesus. They're bringing on Marius for yeah. the last game of the season. No, I understand. We're bringing that, on yeah. Derek Origi. We're bringing yeah. on Sturridge. We way overachieved. Yeah. This is success. We're in shot. Like, yeah. I actually wasn't really. I wasn't even that bothered the weekend. I know we lost the league, but we're in Champions League final. Yeah. We're actually was. It's so happy. I'm actually. Like, even though we lost the league, I'm still we're overachieving with this squad. No, I don't like it. I'm not disputing any of that. It's just as opposed to your definition. But you of success, said we're, we're, definition. In, we're in the between success and yeah. Well, well I, we're I, I just think you're, I just think the thing the your definition of success differs from mine. Well, I think success is de- is measured on on trophies in football. You know, on achievements well, like, in football. So. <laughs> like I'm the most positive Liverpool fan <laughs> not the fucking man and I don't see as a success I see as as major progress I'm, I'm really though. really happy how they performed this season the the standard of football how well they pushed City and I just said it's very unlucky we didn't win the league but success for me is measured on trophies that's just that's just how I feel about it and it's only we're only splitting hairs over a definition of award really I think we're, we probably agree I'm not disagreeing with you. Like what we did is phenomenal. You know, 97 points. They, even the great Liverpool sides never did that. Well, nobody done it. Like at yeah. 120, whatever odd year. Yeah, nobody done, done it. And it was City this City year. Do- yeah, yeah. Well, for half so. of them, they wouldn't have been able to achieve it because it was only two points for a win. So don't forget that part. Gar, um, the question is: this season in the league, success or failure for you? Failure. That's grand. Walk away. Now, just been listening to Andy there, and I'm, I'm probably that way inclined as well. You know, if, if you're challenging, you need to go and win it. You know, and listen, we can go over ifs and buts and, you know, where we slipped up, etc. But see, you had some slip ups along the way as well, so you can argue with it. But success is winning trophies, Phil. You know, and, and, and when you look back, and as Liverpool fans tend to, when we look back at success and we, we've lived off it for bloody long enough now. Success is winning trophies, and and that's what we need to be doing. Like I suppose, I suppose to, to answer that question properly, right? We would need to have some sort of a benchmark for what success was to be at the beginning of the season. So, if you know, in Klopp's world, and 
with him and the players and the club and everything else, he would have certain markers which would would uh, demonstrate a successful season. So I'm sure, like qualifying for the Champions League again. Yeah, exactly. So I mean that that would put a different spin on the question, but just. Like, well, like if we ask trophies, if we ask this question at the start of season, all our answers are the same. Yeah, well, it's okay. So, so we've okay, we've been I, successful in consolidating top four again. Obviously, we've been successful in getting to the Champions League final. We've been successful, but success would have been. I mean, if we won the league, what was that? then? if this is success, if we won the league, what would that be? I mean, success is when you when, when you when it. you lift it. Well. Can I would have thought that a trophy would have been part of their objective. Okay. So if they sat down and talked about what they need to do with the season. Andy, can, can I just put a bit of context on it? Because I think that's the key word in this. Yeah, right? yeah absolutely. Because I think, I think what's what, for me, it's a successful failure. And it's probably the best way to describe it because, and I'll go back to you, I'll go back to something that you said, Gar, which, is, which to me remains key to this, right? The year Leicester won the league, they had an opportunity. And they grabbed it and they never let it slip, right? They had an opportunity after Christmas and they never looked back and they never never became fearful in their approach to trying to win the league, right? And to me, while as, I, while as much as I've adored this season in terms of being chasing, chasing, chasing the elusive dream and hoping and hoping and hoping, right? The moment that we let that slip from our hands in terms of having the title in our hands, that no matter what, no matter what City do, they can't do any. They couldn't. Once we win all our games, they can't stop us, right? That's the moment where we let the title grab. And I hate saying it because the 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 run that City went on is outrageous to win the league. Completely agree there. The ninety seven points is off the charts mad when you think about it, right? In terms of putting that points total up on the board and not win the league. But when we didn't win the league in 08 or nine, do you know what the talk was back then? The mad points total that we put up on the board and didn't win the league title. When we didn't win the league in 13 14, what we were talking then, we've, we've put no, 90. What was, what was the points total in 08 and 09? It was 89. It was a crazy, it was, it was a really. 11 draws. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. But in 13 14, we put 93 points on the board and, and City yeah. win it with 93. So in 08 09, we'd a lot of draws. So, the, the, you know, you could make the argument. We should have torn more of them draws yeah. into wins, yeah. and at the time, at the time, we we were playing a certain brand of football mm-hmm. that did sometimes end up being too defensive. Yeah. What I think is now, like the difference between these seasons is we're actually one of the best teams in the world. Like, like the, the difference between them seasons, you go on and you we were one the of the season, best. The season after them seasons, you think maybe we'll do it. But if you have Van Dijk now, if we get like. I don't know, we have one of the best back fours in the world, the best front three in the world. I think now we're definitely challenging the top three teams in the world, and it wasn't like that back then. Mm. I no, I think, think Liverpool and City are the two best teams in the world right now. Mm. I don't Absolutely. Think I think Spanish football has taken a little bit of a, a, a drop. Yeah. But like, did you, anybody ever think that back in them seasons you were talking about? Yeah. Well, you know, I didn't. We, we, I thoroughly believed mm. we were the best team in Europe back in 06, 07, 07, 08, and 08, 09. In fact, I thought 08 and 09, you remember we were talking about iterative improvement <clears throat> year on year and year. Yeah. I thought 08, 09 was the moment for the Rafa team, the Rafa era. And as it turned out, that's as close as we got under Rafa. But we had done two Champions League finals. We'd been, we got, we won an FA Cup. We'd been to a League Cup final as well. And that team had built year on year on year. Go back. So, we said back then we had the best centre half in the world. The, the probably one of the best keepers in the world. Yeah. The best front three in the world. 
It's I don't know, like. Well, do you do you? But do you remember that time? Oh eight or nine? Yeah. Torres, Gerard, and Mascherano. Yeah. Because it is. We're all world we, class. We, 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 no, they were all we, we well, probably we had the best midfield award. We were talking about that, like, that, that then as well. well I don't know now. Mama Sissoka wasn't, you know, the, we're talking like, the sound uh, didn't we exactly. Below it, I don't know, maybe it's just because recency bias. But that's, like, that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, when when <clears> we step away from it, like if you think of 13-14, the front three that we had, Suarez, Sturridge and Sterling, was now, no, off the charts. It, we look at it now as brilliant. Because Sterling has gone on to do massive things. We looked at it then as brilliant because everyone was saying that was the most amazing front three they'd seen for a, in, in awesome. such a long time. Yeah. Like all those teams that mm. have gone close but not delivered, right? But do you think this is different now? In we don't your know. opinion, no, I do. I do. I, do I, think, think, I think it's, it's totally different. different. We're one of the biggest. We're, we're, we're like top three biggest teams. Yeah. teams the world. I hear you, right? But if we get ninety-seven points next season, do we win the league? You can't guarantee it no, because of that. Because of a, of a team that's financially doping and has probably doping their players and everything like that to win because yeah. they don't give a shit. And this is the problem yeah. that we have now. If you take that Liverpool team now and put them into any other generation that doesn't have this Manchester City team in the league, but right? Would you take ninety-seven points next season? Would I? Yeah. At this moment in time, I take your you right take hand it. off it, right? Oh, because okay. I don't. I, as a, the, the other issue I have is when you say how do we build on next season, and it's back to Andy's point. 97 points is a ridiculous total amount. It's very hard to get past 95 points in that league, right? To get 97, like for us to do back-to-back 97-point seasons would be the second highest total after City's was, uh, what City's just achieved this year, right? So for a City then to beat us, they'd have to do nearly 300 points over the course of three seasons, which again is unheard of. But yeah, well, I, 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 would, I, don't I, would, see say, I would certainly take it um, for the reason... Is I think next season the Champions League is going to be City's major major focus. If they're still in it, that's what they're still in it. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be Pep's last year, um, more than likely, and he'll want he he'll desperately want to win the European Cup, um, maintaining the the league, you know, back to back is phenomenal. I think the to have the you know the heart in you to do it three times in a row is a bit is a tall order. I think Liverpool will be hungrier. So I think ninety-seven points would would be enough next year. I think there's also. I think there will be a fall off next year. Like City's players are getting a bit older as well, and I think there has been little holes found in them throughout the season that may be taken advantage of next season. It's also a big thing, and I know Ian touched on it slightly there, and you both had an an argument about players and stuff. We now have a squad of eleven players, and we do need to add to it. Let's let's be one hundred percent honest here, because the bench wasn't good enough at times this year. But now we have a squad where that can't be really handpicked at the moment. Mm. Look, if you look through at that first eleven, mm. there's not many of them that you're looking go. Maybe he'll go, maybe not. Mm. We've obviously heard moments through the season of Mane or whatever like that. But he just had a, a, a season of yeah, a season of his life. Like let's be honest here, we've heard Mormons of Salah falling out with Klopp. Listen, they get on great. We can see they get on great. There's no one. Madrid are are, are, are in dire straits at the moment. Mm. Barca aren't going to come and pick your players because you've just you've mm. just mauled them over. So they go. What's the point in going from this to that? And mm. um, you look in Europe, Bayern. Are you really going to move to Bayern at the moment? No. No. 
Are you going to move to Juve at the moment? No. Yeah, well, we generally haven't really lost players. It's been the, big, yeah. bigger, the, the bigger teams in Ireland, but we are one of them yeah. big teams. Now. Thing is we lost, we lost players to Chelsea when we weren't. Yeah, you know, we lost yeah. Torres to exactly. Chelsea because there was a vast difference in where we were. That won't happen now. So we are now top of the table now. And we lost Sterling to City. You know, total difference. The point is that we're top three teams in the world. Like everybody's looking at that Champions League and going, look. We beat Barcelona four 0 Yeah. So I, I was looking at something the other day. It's like the lit is stalling on the Barcelona deal because he, he he's thinking about going to Liverpool. Barcelona, like, ha- Barcelona have a pre-contract agreement in the last three well, years. Like, he's stalling so. because he he thinks Liverpool might come in from. Mm. That's that's unheard of. Yeah. If people left us to go there. Now we're yeah. thinking about coming to us because yeah. yeah. they see how good exactly. we are. Yeah. Exactly. Last summer we were at the big table for buying players. Like I mean, the way we, we you know we we secured Van Dijk in the last you know year and a half. Um. So we're at we're at the big table, but now I think we're we're top of the table. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's players queuing up to want to be part of this, mm. and Klopp can take his pick. You know, we need a very specific type of player to play in that Klopp team. You've seen the likes of Robertson, Fabinho, and Kate to take a long time to get up to mm-hmm. the pace of it and get up to the expectations, get up to what exactly Klopp needs, and uh, players all over the world now are mad. Okay, so, so let me flip it right. Because it is worth, and we'll do a bit more of an examination of this in a little bit, right? But if we go and win the Champions League, okay? Yeah. There is no question in anyone's mind that this season has been an unresounding success. Yeah. Mainly because we are now the best team in Europe. Undeniable in terms of, of, of what we've achieved. Right, and even looking at the league, there's there's a there's a fucking mm. there's a pubic hair between ourselves and City. Ultimately, when it mm. comes down to it, right, yeah. and that's not even a joke. We're talking about a pubic hair that stops us getting a draw against yeah. City in the Etihad yeah. and us winning the league. Yeah, right, that's what we're talking about. Games in a row, finish one point ahead of us. I know, but that, that but that, that's what I'm saying. But what it does also show what what has Klopp learned? I think Klopp has probably learned that winning in this league far surpasses. The idea of approaching games cautiously, and I saw that more on the run-in than in the that middle sector where we did drop points. Mm. I think he learned that the, the approaching United and sort of with the let's not lose here attitude, you know, we get that we get a result mm. forced, and then we see if we can win it in the last twenty minutes. I think he learned looking at what City did, looking even at how Spurs ended up still in the top four, mainly because they spent three quarters of the season just winning. And not not drawing games, just winning. Losing twelve games. Yeah, yeah, and still finishing top four. I think he's looking at it now and saying, "Do you know what? Losing the odd game. If I lose three or four games, it doesn't yeah. really mean anything. Once I don't draw a lot." Yeah. I, mean, I think yeah. as a manager, you have to stay grounded. You have to live in the moment. You can't be like a fan where you want to win every game. You have to look at things as the the land lies at that given particular time. And if you've lots of players who aren't around ninety percent fit, and you've a couple of them that are, you know, going to be out for three or four weeks. You had to box a bit clever, and around that time, you had a lot of injuries. Yes, yeah, Keita and Fabinho still yeah. adapting as well. In fairness, you know, we are playing very negative midfield in big games. I think it's okay playing against Barcelona because you know, like Milner, Henry, Milner, they walked their bollocks off. They're going, yeah. they're going to play pressing football, but against teams at home where you, you should be beating them. Look at Man City the weekend, right? But is, is that, that's my point. He's he learned no, that as, yeah, that's the next iteration of the team. If you want to go the, the next, next step, step, yeah. Because look, last like the last game of the season they played against Brighton. They need to win the game, but like they could go defensive. They played the two Silvers. They played uh, I don't know, Aguero. They played basically five strikers. Like, mm-hmm. why 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 yeah, are we but, why mm-hmm. are we playing 
two defensive midfielders at home in Anfield. We never should need to do that. But I, think, I think I think uh, Pep's project is, is a year ahead of Klopp's. You know, like he's got the players he needs quicker. You know, and Klopp had a big, you know, Klopp has to take a lot of credit for how he's managed Fabinho to bring him on to the player he became for us in the second half of the season, especially. And, you know, he kept Keita out of the team. Like, Keita was clearly struggling. And the same could be said for Ox the previous year. Like, I mean, you have to give the manager credit for that. This all, this is a process. Yeah, yeah. And next year, next year, I think... Yeah, yeah I you, feel like we're defensive in maybe big games where we could be more attacking, like, maybe, like, away in, in, in Old Trafford. I always just think there's more to the story, like... I always well, think, I, I you know, think it's, it's very like, easy to just make assumptions that... But it's, it happens too much, though, I think. You know, like, away in, away in Old Trafford, away in Everton. It's like setting up not to be beaten instead of... It's like, City set up, basically, with Fernandinho and five attackers. Mm. He set up with, like, kind of Milner, Milner Henderson and Fabinho. Mm. It's three defensive minded players. But do you, players. Not think, do you not think we learned? My point is that we what learned from, from that Everton game onwards towards the end of the season. We never went out and approached the game in the, with a defensive mindset. Because we played, mm. we played Hendo more as a more of a tackle. Well, I don't know. Like the games weren't we the game. Came a lot later, in fairness. The, like, yeah, we, we, even at that stage, Keita starts coming back yeah. into the team. Yeah. We stop seeing the Wijnaldum Henderson access all the time. Fabinho starts sitting there, and it's one of either in the majority of the instances it was one of Wijnaldum or Henderson, right? And that allows us to retain the ball. And then he was trying to figure out, well, how do I get Keita into the team? How do I, if I'm playing Milner, I'm trying to push one of them forward on to, to to support the the front three that's there. And to me, that's the p- moment where I see Klopp saying, do you know what? This league is so fucked up that you don't even try to worry about. Not losing here for because he fucked up. Do you mean mean easy like? No, I I think his t- he knows the squad is so much better than the rest of the squads that are in the league. I genuinely do. I, I genuinely think he's looking at it now and he's saying, I've actually given a lot of those teams too much but respect. That's what I mean by the point of playing like Fernandinho on his own as a defensive midfielder. Yeah, but, Fabinho, that, but to Andy's point, that's City a year down the road. Well, it doesn't make a difference though. After putting 102 points like, on the table. We finished one point behind them. We played, like In the game in City, we showed we are just as good as them. We, like, we've shown throughout the season we're just as good as City. I think, in my opinion, when, when we go at anybody we're, we're as good as anybody in the world, why not go at anybody in the world? Why just not? Why play two but, defensive points of a field? But I, think, I think it's a bit of a discredit to the start of the season when we weren't this attacking force. Like no. There was certainly a change in approach and it was a, a more of a uh, not concede, not concede type of football, um, and points scatter. It worked for him for a long time. It did, and I mean, it clocked up the points fairly rapid, and we we start looking like the meanest defence in the league, and you know we have clean sheets every other fucking week, and when it came to, I, I can't remember what month we played United in, but they were at the time like Jose had just gone and they'd gone on a good run of games. Like Klopp was right to be cautious going into that game, and then he's right to be cautious going into a away derby. Like I know he says he doesn't like the nonsense of a game, identifying games where they lost it. I mean, let's face it: the games we lost the league in were the ones that we were expected to win. Klopp would have thought to himself, "If I can draw away to United and I can draw away to Everton, all we have to do is beat West Ham, Leicester at home." Um, at the time, there was I don't know, there was a, there was a, there was a few of them like that. They would have been in the games, and he would have been right in thinking so. We should have beat Leicester at home, and but we yeah, should have beat West Ham. But away. in reality, it is only those two games, West Ham and Leicester, because yeah, the other draws yeah. that we have across the course of the league aren't huge ones. 
Like, yeah. you know, the, uh, going back to your point, Everton, you know, my disappointment is probably of all those four games, if you take those four matches, right, Everton, United, West Ham and Leicester, right, of all of them, the United one frustrates me the most because they were the worst of the four teams that I'm talking about here on the night. You were at the Leicester game and everyone was just frozen that night and the players were even frozen yeah, and nobody yeah. could move. The West Ham game, we had chances to win it. They had chances to win it on the night. It was one of those end-to-end games. It was pretty open. The Leicester game, it was... It was um, the conditions affected how Liverpool wanted to play the game. Mm. The ball was sticking to the turf like they we couldn't move around. We were at least one side of the pitch. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know that. Yeah, I know that happened. They, they weren't able to. They weren't able to play the football they wanted to play. Yeah. So you know, we could but forgive them for that. But do we think that Guardiola is ever going to go? Into a game and think like, oh, if I draw here, Guardiola's never going to change his style. But you know, I, don't, uh, I, don't I think if you, I think, but that's getting back to my point. When you like next year in 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 uh, August next next season, Klopp is going to start the season the way we finish this. I would imagine, and you're going to see Fabinho playing at the in the no, deeper field. Yeah, like and you're going to see uh, Henderson playing that bit forward or forward, and a mix of but, whoever's there. But yeah. this is a process, like, and I think Klopp can only be lauded for this. My, my only worry, and it goes back to your point about the 97 points, right? Teams to do that successively, right? Even, in, even if, we, if someone was to offer me a 95-point season next year, right? I'd snap their hand off it. 95 points is 192 points over the course of two seasons. It's it's a yeah. ridiculous points yeah. total. Exactly. Right? And yeah. what can you do if you have a 97-point season one and a 95 the following you don't win a league and one? What can you, what can you do about it? You can just make complaints to UEFA and yeah. they fuck City out of all competitions and awards the two leagues that you should have got in the first place. Right? I said to you, our best way to win the league was finishing runners up to City because eventually they'll be caught for financial doping and they'll get their fucking titles taken off them. Mm. We'll have won two league titles at that stage. We can have loads of parades. They can just have yeah. random parades in the middle of the season for all the trophies yeah. we've won. Yeah. But I will say, going back to it, right, looking at it, the successes for me out of the course that season has been the defence. Yeah. Right, has been yeah, and I'll, I'll put a name here that we wouldn't have put there probably in February even right Matip yeah. has been yeah, a success yeah. right yeah. Matip stepped out of the sort of up and downy performances he was having up until around February and in that run in where you couldn't afford to make mistakes he's been exceptional right he's, he's basically owned that centre back position to the point where he's now number two Van Dijk there's, there's, like, who else you're not going to start loving over him and you're certainly not going to start Gomez and that's not to rubbish Gomez no, no, Gomez just looks but look, whether he is or not, that's what he's not good enough to play for Liverpool. Well, hopefully, he won't go. He was last season. And I'm not talking about the season he's gone. I'm talking about Lovren, Lovren, when he did stay fit and he was part, he partnered Van Dijk for periods of time. They had loads of clean yeah, sheets, yeah, and he yeah. done okay. I just think, I just think at this stage, well, for the last. For the last few seasons, I would say either go, uh, either Matip or Lovren had to kind of go mm. to bring in Some a centre half that can stay fit. Mm-hmm. And I was I was always quite on the fence between the two of them. Matip would come in and do well. Lovren would come in and do well. In fact, Matip and Lovren, when they played about whatever it was, ten or twelve games together, yeah, did quite well too before Van Dijk came along. But Matip has took his chance now, and he's he stayed fit from. Around February time. Yeah. All after way to the, after end the, of the spell where we played Fabinho centre back and he looked most composed centre back. <laughs> and, and, I, and I used to say, I used to say uh, there was something about Lovren's game that Klopp liked. Mm. And I think there's something about Matup's game now that 
Klopp likes, and that's the fact that he can bring the ball into midfield. I think Lovren Dorothy's yeah. babe with the World Cup thing. Where he yeah. came back in just as a club and played. Yeah, Well, but yeah. but he didn't because he got to play through the rest of the season, got to a Champions League yeah, final, yeah. and got to onto the World Cup. Now, going back to it, right, the other success, Allison. He's just nailed the goal. I know it's 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 not talked about enough because he's just nailed our goalkeeping position. And I hope I'm not carrying him before the Champions League final. But like for once, it just feels like that we have a fella that, assuming he doesn't want to leave himself, can own those gloves for as long as he wants at the club. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I think like we've we've always struggled with goalkeepers. Like even when Bruce Grabler was was good, yeah. there was a bit of anxiety in him that you know had a mistake mm. and ran towards you know towards the end. Like there was, but there just seems to be something about Allison that he's just he's just a beast and nothing seems to phase him. Even when he has those little errors, you know, where he's trying to knock the ball around at the back or something happens. It doesn't kick on from that. That's and the key. Okay, and the defense that's, that's, don't, that's the key. The defense don't shit the bed. Like, yeah. Whereas yeah. The guy, if that was me, that was We haven't carries. conceded any points when, when he made the errors. That's yeah. the, thing, the big yeah. thing. Maybe he might got it to his head. Like no. I, I mean, I think, I think the, only, I think the think only error that really led to a goal was probably Leicester no. away. There's, there's ones where he should have done better. Yeah, there's a couple. But we actually didn't lose the game. so That was a biggie one because he was playing around with us. And we didn't lose the game against Leicester. The other side is that we didn't lose that game. That's what I'm saying, but I'm trying to think of other ones where we actually conceded a goal as a result of, you know, the only ones that I the only one I sort of say he should have done better on was the goal in the Etihad had at the near post. And to this day I'll say that he got his position wrong and he saves one almost identical to yeah. it in the second half Something where he does do it and, it's, and that's my point. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. my point with that I love about Allison is that if he makes a mistake or doesn't do something that you expect him to do when the situation arises, even if it's, if it's two minutes or three minutes later, he does it, right? He's not like, when Mignolet made a mistake, you may as well have just wrote the game off. You may as well have just walked off the pitch and said that was it because the fella's head would go. Carrius the same. All those goalkeepers, only Reina until he got to about 0-9-10, right, was, was in that league where he made a mistake and never bothered the rest of the game. He went on and played fine. And going back to the point about Grabler, Grabler made a mistake, but he pulled off a ward about two minutes later mm. and everyone would forget that that was his. And the big thing is, Ian's point exactly. When he makes a mistake, ultimately he saves his points at some point in the game and we go on and get the points out. It's been more than a year since the pandemic turned healthcare upside down. I'm Jody Lesh. Join me for Ahead in Health, where we explore the questions that matter most about the future of healthcare. Listen to Ahead in Health wherever you get your podcasts. Go back to that game last week, Phil, uh, the Barca game. There's three, first half, three or four, I know we Immense. spoke about it after it. There's three or four first half saves. That we're going, fuck. There was one in the near post that is, and it, 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 it wasn't even lauded enough. Yeah, Messi came in from the tight angle. Yeah. And Messi scores them all, all, all week long. The he goes, all, all, they either go in the bottom corner or he rasps it across the keepers. It's not it, even the world class, it's just a formality ones you just know. But, just but, like but, they, but they're, my eyes, they're world class because, yeah, because the keep, you're, you're saying the half turn is going to go, right? And then it gives, it just drives Compton straight through that side, yeah. right, boys? He he's already the back. Now it's time for us to book up our ideas. But you know yeah, what you're talking about there? there. You're doing, you're talking about something that Manuel never made goalkeeping his for five or six years. Yeah. You don't remember saves of him pulling out things from the top corner because he never had to adjust his body. Yeah. He just knew where the ball was going to be. His positioning was right, and he'd just tip the ball over yeah. the bar, and you just think it was routine. And teams would be thinking, 
How the fuck am I beating him? Mm. If I take I a shot mean, from 40 yards, yeah. he's, he's stopping it. When, when the thing about the Burnley game, he, he, the world class save, the, the save into the top corner, and then yeah. he, he creates the attack. Just from just it. the quick thinking. Mm. But even the Wolves game at the weekend, that first half, we're winning up uh, of Mane, and he makes three or four saves yeah. before half time, which if we win one all, it's like, it's rattling, right? Mm. We, we don't. And he makes those saves at crucial moments, even at 2-0. You don't want to have yeah. them get a goal back, you know, thinking, mm. Jay's. Now, I know the, the league's gone at this stage and it doesn't really matter, but he's still there and he's still making the saves. Yeah. It's just the mentality breeze. Him and Van Dijk, and you put Fabinho there, and then you're looking at your front three, which has been interchangeable. We've had Salah through the centre, we've had Mane through the centre, we've had Firmino through the centre. And when you say that, you've basically, you've nailed your spine. Because when you is an, a huge success story this season. Yeah, I don't think anyone will credit to the full backs out here, like in fairness. I, no, but I'm talking about the spine. The spine, spine runs yeah, through the middle of the team. Like, your, your, your full backs are covering your centre half the whole time. I think Van, Van Dijk trusts them too so much that. But in our know, system, our full backs never cover the centre. No, but yeah. they don't. Because <laughs> no, like, no, the wise, they're actually very good, even though they deal with like a lot. In of fairness, I'm going to argue with that on, on Trent. Yeah. A lot of this season, a uh, lot of sides have come to Anfield and away from home have targeted him constantly. Yeah. A lot of European sides have done it. And his best performance for me, positionally, was the Barcelona game. Mm. That was his best performance yeah. positionally. He was he was so tight to to to, to the right centre half right. of the times. He was amazing. That there was no one going. Even Coutinho struggled mm. because Coutinho was doing that all day. He was cutting in his right hand side, as we know, we love to do. But he couldn't. He couldn't get that space because he wasn't there that mm. far right. He was just tucked in all the time. It was perfect, and that to me is where he became one of the full-backs. Yeah, I don't know how how good our uh, Trent would be in another team. Mm. Where you have yeah. to defend more, whereas you know Robertson, yeah, defends very, very well. He played against Ronaldo, which was the funny. He played against Neymar and Anfield. He's not bad defending. Oh no, no, I mean, no. You take you, if you think about 12, 12 assists or twelve to thirty. Yeah. It, if for like all the bad defensive, which yeah. he's not, I don't. No, think. he's look. He's absolutely perfect for us yeah. for our system and the way uh, we approach games. Uh, Robertson and Trent are perfect for us. Brilliant. Yeah. I just. I just wonder what Trent will be like. I, every, I just don't think he's a put it. I just don't think he's a right back. I think he's better than a right yeah, back. Yeah, but every so team that's won really a league, playing, he's not really playing right back for us as such. But every team that's won a league, through the middle of their team, you've never had a team, never had a team win a league that didn't have a strong midfield, centre midfield, and centre back and a competent goalkeeper. Even 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 Leicester, even Leicester, <laughs> you look at it. You Michael, had, you Wes had, Morgan was brilliant at the time in France to him. Yeah. Midfield had Drinkwater and Kante and Kante, and Kante, well and and Kante is a midfield in his own. Like yeah, he's just yeah, he's yeah, literally yeah. a midfield on his yeah. own. Like, but when we look at it, like I don't, I look at Fabinho and I used to be envious of of other teams in the league with players like like Kante, right? And look at him now, and it's just he's just such a special player. Yeah. Like he, he he's able to do both the breaky up stuff. But like Hammond, he's able to get on the ball and move the ball quickly yeah. through midfield if needs be. And it's not just about side sides or backwards. It's He's very much gets it and wants to be very vertical with his passing and go 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 front to back as opposed to back to front. Yeah, I gave I gave Henderson a lot of stick at the start of the season, but I just don't think he's capable of doing what Fabinho does. No, it just he's, they're it's different players. Different players. players. It just mm. it does They've it, both does got it different skills. No, does it, does it, does it, does it, no, but does it? If you try and play like Henderson in the Fabinho role, is a golfing class between what they both can do. But I think, for, I think in fairness, Fabinho has been brought up that way. He's, he's played Roy full. He's played centre mid for Monaco. Henderson has never played that way. Henderson has always been described as his box to box midfielder. He's never been a hold. 
other coaches have had to mould, try and mould him that way. And in fairness to him, he's done that job at times. He's mm. just not world class in that position because he's had to try and no. to adapt to a totally different mindset, a totally different position. He's having to think, right, I can't bomb, I can't make four runs here. It's no. a totally different. Him and Fabinho are, as Andrew just said, it's a different skill set. It's very, yeah, no, very hard to adapt to that situation. And I think when he went into into a, into a more advanced role, he's been brilliant. He suits him, brilliant. Yeah, because yeah. like he walks his bollocks off. There's no one, no one can doubt that. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, look, his performances in the last whatever seven or eight games were 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 excellent. You couldn't really say that about him when he was playing the deeper yeah. role. Yeah. But like, Henderson's value to this team has been. So underrated and unrecognised by fans, it's it's been it's a travesty yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, what he what he did for Klopp, converted himself to a holding role, didn't really know how to play the role, but did what Klopp needed him to do for such a long time until Klopp got his player that want that was more suited to the role that could do both that could press a point. Yeah, when nice. have you ever seen a defensive midfielder press so high up the pitch? Well, the problem was when you know, he wasn't actually playing Fabinho in the big games. Like that was the problem, wasn't it? Not really, because like, I think we're, we're, away, we're probably like, we're, we're probably seeing the fruits of it now. In like, I mean, if he had did that early on, it, it could have destroyed him. Like at the end of the day, Klopp sees him and I remember Fabinho at the start of the season. And what this is what happens? Everybody forgets about Fabinho at the start of the season. Yeah. He was off the pace. He was slow against Arsenal. He played a ball across. Yeah. He played a ball across his defense, mm-hmm. and uh, and Arsenal got a chance. But I can't remember what what happened, but. That's you just wouldn't have saw Henderson doing that, like you know what I mean. And now, now Fabinho's not doing it. And he comes on against Napoli away, yeah. and he's absolutely woeful in that. But there's very, there's very, like we could go through them all one by one. Like Salah had a little dip in form in yeah. comparison to his four season, but he didn't. He has a billion assists. He scored twenty two goals in the league. He's he's go, he's had to win a golden boot on the on the back of a golden boot, right? Yeah. He is outrageously talented. We have Mane who stepped up to the plate and says, "Well, you fuck you. I'm yeah. just as good as you, right?" <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't take, if he takes penalties, he's a top goal scorer. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got yeah. for me, for me, for me. Now of the three is the one that's had a little dip this season. Yeah. He's the yeah. one that's yeah. that's been missing in more games than not. And yeah, we well, you look at games where he turns up in the right back, the left back position. But this, 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 this is the right. thing about for me. Now I don't know. It doesn't and, matter how many goals or assists he get, like really, because look at the overall performance. The game against Porto, he turns up in the left back position. He plays the ball there. But we're talking about improvement. But yeah, but like Firmino's play, for me, for me, Firmino was played out position, out position. I say out position. He was asked to play a role, just like Henderson was. Um, and people seem to think it's okay to get stuck into Henderson over. But like they, they recognise that Firmino was playing a different role, and he should be like he should be given an allowance there. Like you know, he didn't have a season in a in a role that he's most comfortable in. I mean, it's most success for for us since he's since he's been with Liverpool is playing that false nine, and he only got to really play that for the second half the of, the of the season, yeah, let's yeah. say. Because let's not forget, he was he was uh, he was out as well with injuries. I don't think you're ever gonna find a striker ever again, like Firmino. Like you know, no. if you only well, no, well, like Firmino gives so much. Like he, he's the false nine. Like I know, really much on it and all that knowledge, but like Firmino's the false nine of defence. And as I said, yeah, he turned up in the left back position, played the ball to Trent, put it through to Salah in the game against Porto. I don't think I, I don't think you can replace Firmino in that front three. I know it's crazy to say because Salah, yeah. Mane are so good. But again, yeah. yes and no. Like we have won games without him, right? We have 
adapted our style to suit me. And we've had to do it more this season because he's had more injuries this season than he's had at any other period since he's been at Liverpool, right? And it's to the team's betterment that we aren't now relying on his fulcrum to be the only thing mm-hmm. that we can pivot our attack off of because we've seen Mane grow. We well, Remember when Mane went central for about five or six weeks between February and March and... He just electrified the place yeah. when he was playing playing yeah. central to what it was. Mm. There was the period where we, where we were all calling for security to get a look in the team yeah. because he was playing out of his skin and he was mm. scoring goals. And even going back towards the end of the season, Shakiri starts playing that way again. He's he's instrumental in what's going on, and I think he's going to have a big role in the Champions yeah, League final. Um, there was a lot of method in in how Klopp went around all them changes. Like when when Fabinho wasn't in the team and Henderson was playing a deeper role, Milner played a lot of football early on the season. Um, Firmino played played the, the 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 kind of deeper role, yeah. And Salah played up top. So it wasn't until Firmino got into the team he went back to the more um, recognised four three three. So I'd say that like had a major part of it as well. And next season, I've no doubt in my mind we're going to start a four three three. I want to move. I want to move it on because of the time is running past us, and uh, I don't care. Um, and essentially. I want to look. I'm not. I'll hold off and chat. We're going to have loads of Champions League chat next week, and we have to do something to be after, which is more Champions League chat. But when when we look back at this season, there are going to be players who it's their goodbye season with, right? Storage. I don't see, think we ever see Storage in a Liverpool no, jersey again. Don't see him sprint again. I don't think we've seen him sprint for two years now at this right. stage. But like, I don't think. I think, and it's a shame because he was. A, a, he, it was a potential Liverpool great ruined by injuries right mm, okay. Lalana, I can't see how Lalana survives a call in the summer because he's played less games than Sturridge over the last two years and that's an achievement in itself right and as much as he might be a nice bloke around the dressing room and the whole, I don't think this team can carry passengers and we need somebody who's going to push step up and be ready to play when, when called on and unfortunately again his fitness issues means that mm. he's not available and ready to play controversial ones now Milner if he wants to leave why would he want Copper Grant was rich but he's the hill stay I don't know why he'd want to leave the only reason he goes if Leeds go come into the fucking mic I think the only reason he actually leaves if Leeds go up maybe he might go back to Leeds essentially yeah yeah but yeah that's yeah a lot of people are saying you know fairy tale return but like why would, why would you swap Leeds for Liverpool Challenger for the Wales and play in the Champions League <laughs> like, like, and the, who are know, we going to are we going to get in the world who plays left back right back in midfield that's so versatile like, you, don't, you don't get them people Suarez. anymore yeah I think I think the the obvious uh, players to go are the ones that can't stay fit um, it's it's hard enough to, to be in Klopp's plans if you are fit yeah. let alone someone yeah, yeah. that's fucking injured for half the season so I think Lovren's time might finally be up as yeah. well. Milana mm-hmm. um, and Storage. Storage is on a gone free transfer anyway. Well, Storage's contract is up, so yeah, yeah. I think Origi gets a new contract. I think Origi's yeah. last six months at the club has shown that he's he's gone to work his bollocks off and he knows Klopp. I think he'll probably take a two-year two year extension or something like that and give us another year of service and see mm. if he can get a bit of a more regular role. Some huge goals. Crucial. Crucial. Yeah. Very yeah. similar to 15 when he's got, well, well, the Klopp's fourth season when he came in and started scoring loads yeah. of goals in our run to the, yeah. to the Europa League final. Then that brings us on then. Lovren, you great show. In terms yeah, I think, of, I think he ends up in Italy or part of uh, the OX swap. The OX swap, yeah? Yeah. yeah. 
Loving to, to from the down four grays here. We was at a barbecue at the weekend. And oh yeah, yeah. who's yeah. barbecue? Yeah. 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 So I don't. Yeah, it was yeah. delicious. No, so Chris. If, <laughs> if, so that to wrap it out then transfers two players gar for you that cha- that moves us from ninety seven points to ninety nine points. So even if City get ninety eight points, we'll win the league. What? Who are they? Uh, and are they are they necessarily starters? Or are they just capable of being starters? Send a half. Okay. Name them. You, you, know, you know my love for the lit, so yeah, I'm gone all day long. Yeah, send a half all day. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Bali will be your next sort of step. I think he ends up somewhere else. I think he leaves. Not. It probably end up being over here. I've seen all the team of Werner links, but he's very different to where Firmino. He plays that forward or forward. He won't be doing that deeper stuff. He said he wants to play from wide coming in as well. Yeah, which changes how we set up. Probably maybe too slow for that country as well. I don't know. Played in that in a very attack minded Leipzig side. So Lad, it doesn't surprise me if Wilson stays. If he brings Wilson back into the squad as a as a squad player, and I think he's going to use Ryan Brewster a bit next year as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, he got his injury this year. He would have seen a lot more than this year. I don't know. I'm always sceptical about the young players coming through, right? Because very few actually make it. Yeah, confidence, yeah. Like you look at it, all the players that have come through over the years that we thought were highly rated in Hola, Trent is really the only one to push on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trent is the only one that we can say is a first choice player and deservedly so. All the rest mm. of them. Yeah, even Flano, like in that season. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. but all the rest of them have gone on somewhere else. Ryan Kent goes, he won't come back. Kent mm. goes. Yeah. Cockwood born, I don't. I don't. Did you say Moreno already? Moreno, we didn't, no, I think we've forgotten about Moreno. Yeah. Mm. He's out of contract, isn't he? So he's free to go. Yeah, right, yeah. But Cockbo- I don't think Cockwood makes it either. No, no, he doesn't. No, no. no you would have seen a lot more of him. Yeah. No, there's, there's, uh, there's other young players now who are. Who Did anybody see that, that, that finish and the touch by, by uh, Hilver for the under 17? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there's another, another full back. That, well, that's. So, that's you know, now, there's your, there's your centre back slash. Yeah, yeah, right. Both positions, yeah. I think yeah. the lit, the, if we had the lit, I think it's the best back four in the world. I also think if we had it, like someone that can play in the middle or the left or right to the, to the front three, it'd be Ziyech or David Neres. Ziyech was the one that I said if you're going to go after a Coutinho replacement, that's the fellow you I can't after. see that squad getting picked apart so easily though. I, can't I think two more. players are, tr- obviously one's gone already. I think two more go. I don't think the lit necessarily improves us. Uh, like if you're on about going from as you said a 97 to 98 99 I don't think that's where we need a player mm. you know I think we could easily go out like I mean that'd be exactly what City would do like you mm. know unlimited resource go and pay another oh, 74 yeah. million and a half well, and you don't necessarily need well I would say the position that we would gain more points in that we'd be more value for money would be somewhere across the top and that's where you need to go and spend big well, for me, I would love to see us take Ericsson. Yeah. I genuinely would. He's already proven in the league, knows how to play it, and he's the type of player that you could change yeah. it, You can change your formation to do something different to teams. Yeah. Going back yeah. to your point, yeah, you're yeah, playing at home. Yeah. We don't actually have anybody in the whole squad that's anything like Ericsson. No. This a one, few times. And a set-ball yeah. expert as well. Yeah. Like in terms of pull it over. Yeah, and, and show, yeah. A few yeah. times throughout the season, um, we did miss a link between midfield and attackers. Mm. You know, like, especially kind of, Coming up to Christmas around yeah. that time, we missed that. 
and we are crying out. For, well, that's why the, the whole Fekir thing, you know, would have been ideal. Yeah, ox, ox but now you're Chamberlain. Yeah, now you're Chamberlain yeah. coming back. Like, he kind of does that. Yeah. I think Chamberlain's going to play a big role. I think Chamberlain might cover the false nine role as well next year. My only worry with Chamberlain is his fitness record. Right down again. And I, I've said this, and it's the same worry I have mm. on Gomez. He has a horrific fitness record. Chamberlain had a horrific fitness record at Arsenal. I'm hoping, touch wood, that he doesn't. That he mm. that this is a change that different medical staff and all are able to get him through all these muscle injuries that he picked up. Yeah. Um, Gomez, I'm not sure because there's unlucky, and then there's just fellas who just always pick up injuries. And it, since he's been at Liverpool, he's always picked up injuries. Whenever he's got a decent run, he's picked up something that's taken him out for six to ten to twelve to fourteen yeah. to twenty weeks. But do we think we need to go into like find someone in midfield? Like we've seen the best of Kate Yeah, at, I at do. The end. And that's where I think Ruben Neves comes in. And if when when he's we're talking about like, yeah, I think yeah. he is. I think he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's the type yeah. of play, he's the type of player who comes in, not a huge massive monster name signing right, but comes in has already blended into the league, has made a big difference to that Wolves team that's there, got them to seventh or whatever it was in the league, and will be capable of taking a step up. He's only, he's only, is, that, is that Alonso effect about him? Yeah, he's, he's, to yeah. me, he's, he is Alonso. That's the closest player in. The players looking on to like that can sit in beside Fabinho yeah, again. Like, going back to you, right. you know, it's, again, it's horses for courses. When you're playing at home and you've got full possession of the ball, you need a midfielder that can really dictate pace and yeah. set the teams up. And even yeah. and then similarly, if you want to sit on and play a counter-attacking style, you need someone that's going to sit alongside your defensive midfielder when he gets it. His accuracy is pinpoint in terms yeah, of being able to release your front three. Pillman's been good, but he's a lot. He's a lot more attacking. He's, he, you know, he can mm. play wide a lot. I, I just think Neves is is, is just. Well, it's a good point actually. You know, he he is to me Alonso. When yeah. teams sit back, or if they want to play high, which a lot of teams have done against us, strange enough at times this season. Yeah. With, with our pace, but he just has that perfect ball. Whereas Henderson can overhit it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, Fabinho is is great at going on the diags all the time. But I just think Neves just. He's pinpointed. And again, it's about making difference. So if, I'm talking about what takes us from 97 to 99. They're the players. The that, attacking area has to be. Yeah. Yeah. They're the players. They're the, the players. Someone from 15 goals in midfield who gets but, up there now as well. But no, but they're the players that mm. also take you that aren't necessarily you're saying, well, they have to start at the Force 11, right? But they are the players that are capable of starting Force 11. Two, and two free kick yeah, experts as well, Phil. Let's, let's be honest. Which? Sane coming off the bench. Well, Sana came in as a, as a first-team player. Sterling goes in, he's a first-team player. He drops out, he's not. De Bruyne is in there. Sterling was being sold at the time of the Arsenal. Exactly. Yeah. Right, um, was, was, was that enough? I don't know. that enough, is it? Keep going. Champions League. We kind of looked at four players in Moreno, Lovren, Lalane. Yeah. storage and I don't think uh, you're going to see like, and I think Mignolet goes as well by the way I think there's a separate sign in that mm. happens which is a backup goalkeeper yeah. or they bring Carrius back and just lets him sit on the bench and play back up and play the League Cup and the FA Cup game is Raina not available again I'd love to th- I would I would happily take Raina in as our backup goalkeeper mm. he's the type of fella that you say right it'd be great to have him back just for the buzz as well mm. come home Andy since we can't do predictions because there's no match this week um, rate the season we go with uh, uh, a being an A plus to an F for you. What was it? Oh, yeah, like I honestly think it was A plus. Okay, you know, Gar. A plus we win the Champions League. <laughs> I think that's a good proviso. I think that's no. I, th- I don't think the team. I don't think the team could have done more. That's why I'm yeah, saying yeah, A plus. You know, and it sort of it sort of puts content on your very first question, and I about success, failure, like. 
saying it wasn't successful and not winning the league, like it's no disrespect to the team. They put in an A plus yeah. performance. Yeah. Unfortunately, they needed. Yeah. They needed that Premier League trophy to call that league campaign a success because that's just yeah. the definition for me. What right me giving it? Um, Come into the fucking microphone. You know, like if I asked anybody at the start this season, ninety-seven points, Champions League final. How could you not? If we See that a, microphone? Yeah. I look. You want me to write it? Like, yeah, uh, literally. So if I asked everybody at the start of the season, ninety-seven points in the Champions League final, A plus it has to be A plus. Like I'm not even that disappointed we lost the league, and it sounds crazy, but like we have a Champions League final in a couple of weeks. I will give it a A minus. And I can't. Unfortunately, I'm 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 in the camp that goes back to yours. I think it's been successful, but I don't think it's been a success, right? Yeah. And I think context will stand will will set where this season actually ends up being. It could end up being a question in a pub quiz: what team scored the most amount of points and never won the league, right? Mm. If we don't go on and win the league. If we do go on to win, win the league, it's going to be seen at the point where Liverpool began again a period of being able to win the league in England. And I think that, to me, is the biggest measure of what this season ends up being. And we won't be able, we can't tell it in the now. And for that reason, that's why I'm giving an A minus, mainly because we didn't win the league. And I don't think you can give an A plus season to anyone that doesn't win the league. The players, nearly every player to a T, I'd give an A grade in terms of what, what they what they turned in this season. But what you're saying is like this is the peak of Man City. But this is not the peak of Liverpool, so things can only get better. Many league titles have gone City won. They've just done, they just done back-to-back titles. They've won four of the last six league titles. My, what, my context that I've just put there for you was that City finished second and then won the league the following season, right? Yeah. And that begins a period of City domination across the league titles. If this season becomes the season that becomes the benchmark for us becoming a dominant force in England again, then it's you better than an A minus. Compared to benchmark, they they <laughs> no, you can't like look. They finished second behind Hill, Matt Hill, and then they finished uh, twenty points ahead of Matt United. We no, finished. they finished. They won the goal. They won the title on uh, tied with United at the end of the season that year in goal difference. I don't want that one. Yeah, the one that starts the whole City train. That one, sorry. Yeah. This is my point. This season can only be really truly evaluated. In 12 months' time, when we're sitting here either celebrating as league winners or we're not, and then the questions will be asked, well, where exactly is this team at that point? Well, I just think it's only positive. We're, like, all our best players are on <laughs> long-term contracts. They're all in that point. I think, look, Man City and Liverpool are playing football, how football should be played. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the world adores these two teams right now in the terms of how they play football. The only thing is people are starting to be bang away at the city. I mean, we, we feel it hard because we've been ripped off the league title. But people will be get bang away to how ridiculous it is and how much they're getting away with. Listen, and I, I, did, think I didn't it, even I go think close to it. Did you see the Everton fans singing in, in Tottenham's ground about us not winning the league, right? Yeah. Right? They, like, literally, they, it was gas because an awful lot of the talk on social media was about how unbearable Liverpool fans will be if they win the league. United fans, Everton fans... Spurs fans, Chelsea fans, City fans. The only fans that weren't on there fucking moaning about it was Arsenal fans because they've literally no idea what's going on in that club. Right? But, <laughs> like, they were the only ones, every single one of them couldn't get off because we didn't win the league. Mm. That's a team who yeah. finished, what did we finish toward last year? 20-odd yeah. points, 30-odd points yeah. behind where we needed to be. And we go and we get that close this year. Yeah. Look, I A-. think... 
I think that look, I just uh, what I think I think with the whole city thing is the penny will drop eventually. Other teams will realise that they're being ripped off of success themselves eventually. This season, it would be, you know the people fed off the fact that they didn't want you know they didn't yeah. want Liverpool to win it, so they they kind of parked how they should feel about City. Yeah. The penny will drop eventually. Yeah. And I think they'll get what I think they'll get what's coming to them. They get some sort of a ban that will Bam. fuck them up. We get the trophies. And Pep Pep will be gone hopefully at the end of next season. The Echo have the Echo are gonna publish an article tomorrow about how we have a provisional trophy parade for any day that found out that City have been financially doped with the league. Actually I want to wrap it up in this no, right? Why does the Echo this. insist on being the only paper in the world that publishes fucking parades oh. to winning fucking title parades weeks before things are meant to happen and then wonder why other people go say look nothing. at those spas fucking yeah, t- like, say, say nothing. nothing say nothing to the day and if you win it you publish it you've got enough time at that stage like any city in England knows if their team wins the league title or wins a Champions League title there's going to be a parade the fucking next day <laughs> yeah, right? that's well, just the way it's going to be it's the same in any city around the world shut up there's a parade everyone has an idea what route the parade's going to be on mm-hmm. just leave it at that and we'll talk about it after the final and if that happens then fantastic let Gar make his point he always Sorry, makes good Gar. points is anyone any idea where this leak has come from about City um, I had a, a sort of a, a thought today. Was it was it someone in Europe a bit jealous, you know, of of the English success in Europe this year? Was it a European, a, a Bayern, or someone like that going? Right, let's let's throw it. Let's if, throw a cat. Let's throw a cat. I'll, I'll throw thing. a cat amongst the pigeons, right? And I'll put on an accent so that they don't know it's me that's saying this, right? But isn't it strange that the lads who are over PSG, the fellas in um, whatever it is, is a Qatar, the Qatari yeah, lads, yeah, yeah. are also the ones that are now over the financial fair play panel. When <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying, Gar, I'm saying nothing. But all I'm saying is, isn't it strange that the lads that are the Qatari lads are letting league the the the, the Qatari lads would definitely not have an interest in letting the leagues yeah. go against the Abu Dhabi lads. Yeah. Just trying to even success in Europe this year, and then suddenly this comes out. A couple of days mm-hmm. on the city. It wasn't. Like, it's been out. It's been out for fucking months. Yeah, we Investigation. Yeah, yeah, the investigation finally comes out. With know? something like this, I don't think you know the power. The people with the power aren't the fans yeah, who are yeah. giving out. The people who on Twitter, they're not the people who are who who changed. Uh, you know, people's thoughts. It's the money man, and there's a lot of people, rich people out there on football clubs, yeah. and they imagine banning City from the Champions League. It's just not going to happen. Like it this. is, and I'll tell you what's going to happen. It's not going to happen in 2020. It's going to happen not this season. It's going to happen the following season. So what you're going to see next season, if that is the case, right, because there'll, there'll likely be a legal case and an yeah, appeal and all that type of stuff, that'll take place over the course yeah. of the season. The ban will kick in this time next year and the focus, Guardiola's sole focus next year will be to get City into a Champions League final, something he has failed to achieve with every single club he's been at, bar Barcelona where he had Messi. And that to me says what I said to you months ago, Pep Guardiola is one of the most overrated managers in football in history. And that, my friend, is a wrap tonight on the, on the, on the club. <laughs> the last word. <laughs> 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 boom. So that's been Andy Young, it's been Gary Breen, it's been Ian Griffin, and it's been your host, Phil Casey. That's been the club in association with Reds Bet. We're back next Monday um, to discuss the Champions League and how we're going to turn this season's failure into a success. Good night, God bless. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. 
It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All this week on NBC4, new products to new technology. Susan Hogan is showing you how local restaurants are changing the way we dine in and take out in this new world. Tonight at 6. A new twist on outdoor eating. A lot of it is creating flexibility. How one local restaurant is making their outdoor space mobile, giving you plenty of sunshine and social distance for a stress-free meal. It's all part of restaurant revitalization. Tonight at 6 on NBC4, working for you. Sports Social Podcast Network.